Welcome to another episode of the Guns and Radio podcast. This is episode number 23. I'm Chris Caputo. And I'm Dustin Bones. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back, Chris. And while we're welcoming people back, let's welcome back Dan. Uh, I thought it was Third Man Dan. Thank Third you. Man Thank Dan. You. It is, yeah, yeah. I know. I heard you uh, coin that nickname, and I was like, all right, I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh, shit. That's right. I totally forgot. So good on you for remembering. <laughs> I thought we both did. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, though. I'm okay with Because I remember you said it on an episode. You're like, that's all right. We just we just made up a nickname. I don't care. And I'm like, there he, I don't I don't care. That he is radio, there we go. <laughs> I forgot all about that. But yeah, it's yes, great. I did do that. <laughs> but anyway, we'll be right back, guys. Uh, we gotta we're gonna check out messages from Velvet Revolver. We're gonna hang out with Dan for a little bit. We got some news to talk about. Probably old news by the time you hear this, but. Uh, You've waited this long to hear us talk about it, so I guess uh, I guess you're gonna hear it. We got some shoutouts, all kinds of other cool shit coming up in just uh, just a minute. But first, here's somebody that wanted to give us some money, so we let them do it. All right, well that was fun. Buy that thing. <laughs> yes, that product and or service. You know something? I actually use that product and or service. And oh, really? I have been very satisfied with the results. <laughs> I mean, you know, the thing that I didn't like to be happening before I found that product and or service uh, isn't happening anymore. So I'm very... I'm actually pleased. currently using it. Oh! The, the product that we just heard, currently I'm using it right now as I'm talking. Dude, nice. Isn't it everything you dreamed of? Yes. It's so intangible, but tangible at the same time. I just can't get into words how amazing it is. I'm telling you, man. It's the greatest product of all products. But, man, uh, hey, listen, man. We could start a whole podcast just about that product alone. That's how great it is. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This, this is not what this podcast is. So we've got to talk about Guns N' Roses at some point, man. But, uh, Dan... Let's talk about your podcast. Let's put over your uh, your show for a minute. Let everybody know where uh, they can find the WT Famicom podcast. Should I call it WT Famicom? Yeah, or what um, the fuck? it's WT Famicom. Yeah, it's what the Famicom. Uh, I'm a. I've been on the show before, so in case anyone's the first time anyone's hearing it, I'm a. I run a video game podcast. I'm on Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, wherever you know you cast your pods. Uh, we basically just talk about games. We make fun of them. We, you know, we just go all crazy. Um, since the last time I was on the show, a few things have happened. Actually, I, I think the last time we talked, I said I was going to do bonus episodes, like smaller ones, and I've released three of them so far. Yeah, and those are great. They just they're quick topics. They're like ten minutes long, just for someone to like if someone's taking a shit at work <laughs> and they just want to listen to a quick podcast. Um, secondly, at this point, I think I reached one point six thousand listens total hey nice from like all my episodes which is pretty awesome yeah because i heard you guys hit that mark too recently yes we did so congratulations to you too well thank you uh hey man i'm just glad people like what we're doing yeah right sometimes you think you're doing it and you're like yeah you're enjoying it but the fact that it validates it that you know other people are listening it's really awesome oh absolutely the third the third thing you guys might really enjoy is randomly uh, I got followed on Twitter by John Cena. 
knew you guys would really enjoy that. <laughs> I have no idea where it came from. I don't. I didn't follow him, and I would see his. Maybe it's because other people follow wrestling things on Twitter that maybe I follow. But he, his Twitter posts are like inspirational. Like he's a nice dude. So it's like, hey, be who you want to be. Like kind of like positive. And I guess I liked one a random time, and maybe like ten minutes later. I was. I got a notification. It's like all these people are following me now, and one of them was the blue check mark John Cena. And you better, be- you better believe. As soon as I saw that, five minutes later, I messaged him and I said, "Hey, I don't know if this is you or if this is by accident, but would you like to at some point guest on my gaming podcast?" <laughs> I just thought I, broke. I had to go. I had to try it. Hey, best of fucking luck to you, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he didn't respond, but I I went for broke. I was like, I have to. There's no way I'm not going to ask this what? dude. He's on the top yeah. of his game right now. I mean, if there's if you never, he's never going to say yes if you don't ask. I do it all the time to uh, like celebrities. If somebody's like Ice T, one time Ice T wrote something about video game because Ice T is a big gamer. Yeah. And he wrote something about a video game, and I commented, "Hey, do you want to guest on my gaming podcast?" And he liked it. And I'm like, "Well, I take that as a maybe." <laughs> and so we'll see where this goes oh yeah oh one more other thing actually i've uh because you guys were on the show i guessed i guessed it on appetite for distortion oh yeah i heard that yeah, i, I did hear that, that. Yeah. yeah i had really a really good time it. with brando yeah it was awesome yeah that was an enjoyable episode i recommend you go listen to that we'll put links to all of that stuff in the uh on uh, our website over at uh, gunsandradio.com if you're listening to us on another platform. Because uh, now we have articles that we can put all this shit together in in one good Yeah, on your website. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, that's nice to have. <laughs> nice to not hmm. send them all around the world. But, uh, Caputo, why don't you tell everybody about the other things that, that they can find uh, if they look for us on the internet. Yeah, well, besides our website, gunsandradio.com, you can follow us on uh, Instagram and Twitter. That's uh, The handle's both at gunsandradiopod. It's all one word. Um, we're posting some, some, as the kids would say, dank as fuck content over there. So. Dank memes, dank content? Yes, every Friday. Dank. Post, yeah, every Friday, you know, we get some good junior memes, the, the Friday funnies, as I like to call them now. <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 what they are, man. Did you just coin that? I really like that. Yeah, I was kind of thinking. I was like, would it work? I'm like, fuck it, we'll just go with it. Friday, I mean, funny. yeah, that's how we roll here. Yeah, man. <laughs> the Guns and Radio Funny Fridays. So Friday, Fridays. perfect. I'm screwing it up already, but this is the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we're, gonna, it was... <laughs> we're gonna leave that in. You... Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, let's hope I don't screw these shoutouts up next. <laughs> Oh yeah, that's right. You wanted to say some uh, shout-outs? Let's hear them. Yeah, man. A good friend of ours at AxelRose2000 is back on Instagram. So, that's a, so he's back ass. now. Uh, new account. Uh, 2.0, as you can say. So shout-out to him. Follow him on Instagram if you guys are already on that platform. Um, good to do a Discord shout-out, actually. It's one of our one of our more active members on that server. Um, WilsonG89. Shout-out to him. Oh, for, yeah. Uh, Sending us all sorts of cool uh, GNR covers from like so many different like whack ass genres. Oh, I've, I, I recognize the name. As soon as you said yeah. it, I thought about that for a second. I recognize their name. Oh yeah, dude, that's really awesome having folks like that over there. Yeah, I have a good time in your Discord. Yeah, I like that it's not always just popping full of bullshit. Like you, yeah, you log in, you can kind of pick up 
where you left off. It ain't always you just log in and there's what the fuck off the wall shit are they talking about now? Yeah. <laughs> Continuing on with the shoutouts here, I know uh, that same guy Wilson there mentioned Paris Kitty. Speaking of, they also followed us on Twitter. So shout out to them, the all female junior cover band. They're pretty fucking rad. We're gonna hope to get them on the show soon. Hmm. I was just about to say, guys, listen. In all seriousness, we need to have these guys on our show. I want oh, yeah. to see that happen. I want Paradise Kitty to perform on this program uh, at some point. I know they're just a cover band, but I don't think they're just a cover band. They're one of the better cover. They're one of the best cover bands. Yeah, they're very well known. They're, they played, I think, like Chris Jericho's cruise a couple years ago, whatever. They're oh, on wow, another Monsters of Rock big. cruise. A, that yeah. cruise is pretty. Yeah. I yeah. would go out of my way to see them. Like, if they could get as close as Kansas City or St. Louis, uh, I'd be gone. I'd be out of my. I would go that far to see them. They are that. They are really good. Maybe you can be like the uh, the guy that does the the band that you interviewed. Uh, the other cover band. Maybe they can do an intro for some of the episodes. That'd be cool. There I'm you go. I was just yeah. spitballing ideas for you. <laughs> I'm game. That's why we bring you back, then. <laughs> oh hell yeah! yeah what else and, we got uh, to chat about? Oh yeah, there's some more shout outs. I got one last one actually. Um, got a shout out to another Instagram shout out to at Izzy Stratton Cover Band. They're a cover band out of Boston. They cover exclusively Izzy Stradlin solo work albums, and they just uh, shot us a message after our last couple of Izzy episodes. So. For sure, and next time when you know if the wheel comes on an Izzy song, we're gonna have him on for sure. Do we know? Do we know for a fact it's not just Izzy himself? Uh, I don't know because I don't think Izzy knows how to use social media properly. So okay, true. Good point. Good point. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it's not. <laughs> I mean, you know what? That that sounds fair to me. I think is it 50-50 chance that it's it is or not him? I think it's perfect, perfectly reasonable to speculate. <laughs> Izzy Stradlin would be the type of guy to make a cover band for make his own cover music, band. So. <laughs> That way he could leave the bar when he was ready to. Yeah. I wonder how many people would catch on. <laughs> how many people would catch on that that's, that's actually Izzy if he did that? Genius. Maybe like five people. Like they have to be like diehard GNR fans. Yeah. Like, no, like, I feel like you'd have to be like... a diehard GNR fan to go to an Izzy Stradlin solo cover band. I'm sorry, but you would. That too. Yeah. Yes. Good point. I mean, point. I respect what they're doing. I'll give them a shout. Out. I did feel bad uh, that they said um, thank you for covering this material. And the reason I felt bad about that is, had you listened to the episode before you wrote that, you would realize you would have realized that we hated the song that they were. Yeah. <laughs> by far, so far on this show, "Difference" by Izzy Stradlin has been my least favorite song. But yeah, I would say after last week, though, "River" wasn't so bad. Yeah, it was good. It was a definitely a hidden gem in the multitude of albums of Izzy Stradlin, so... Alright, so, I gotta check that one out. Yeah. Definitely do. It's worth a listen. And I am glad that tonight we're getting a break, though, from the solo acts, because, you know, we did Duff and then two Izzy songs, and so now we're getting back into uh, some togetherness of the band. Yeah, man, super group territory. 
Yeah, with Velvet Revolver. This is the first Velvet song you're doing. Yep. Right? Yeah, this is it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Kind of surprised. I feel like this lottery would have... Because they're a big band. I don't know. I just In my brain, I felt like the lottery would have hit on them. Well, we haven't... Um, we haven't... What was about episode 14 or 15 that we started adding songs to because remember when we originally started it was just guns and roses songs pure oh yeah that's right yeah and even back then though slither was in there because it's become a staple of the live shows but uh yeah first time i have a question i know you guys uh you're you're putting in stuff like people's solo stuff you're not putting guest spots in this are you no Okay, because I, I always remembered there was a, a song that Axel did with Don Henley, and Axel just sings like backup chorus, and I'm like, I would I would be 100% okay if you guys did an episode on that. I would 100% listen to it. It'd be good to see for I'd the bonus I'd volunteer to be a part of it. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, uh, we very well may. Um, I'm not saying that our lotto that we have yeah, I mean, is perfect. Yeah. Like, we add to it all the time, dude. That's why it's so damn. We've yeah, added exactly. more to that damn lotto so far than we've taken away. When I can find copies of all the rapid fire shit, we're gonna add rapid fire. Oh in there. yeah, you're looking for that. I forgot about that. So I mean, we're about to add another eight tracks, maybe nice. six to eight tracks. And so then what do you have? Like seventeen million now? Shit, might as well be, <laughs> dude. We did the yeah. math. <laughs> we did the math, and if we only stick to doing this show once a week. It'll take us eight years to complete this wheel. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like doing this show. I was more hoping for a three to five. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm down. We'll see where I get about year six. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew I was going to try to make at least least five out of it because we expected three you know when we first started we expected there to be at least three but you know you well, never maybe know maybe within the three you can have uh maybe at that point you'll have tom zutat or i know roy <laughs> thomas baker start following you guys maybe you interview him by that oh yeah that'll be that'll be awesome yeah. still working on him yeah you guys can interview shaquille o'neal because wasn't he friends? <laughs> Remember, he like there was a rumor you know that he what? made a song with Axel. If if, if 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 it's possible for us to get Shaquille O'Neal, I would welcome Shaquille O'Neal on this show. <laughs> that would be the best interview ever. Yeah, I would make him attempt Open to. Uh, arms. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I was gonna say I'd make him attempt a, a free throw live on the podcast, and he'd oh probably miss it. So, <laughs> I love you, Shaq, but you're shit. Here's what we could do. We could have, we could play horse with Shaq on this podcast, but only use sound effects. So that way we can just kind of make it up and say it went how it went. So perfect. <laughs> so then, like you know, me and Caputo here, we'd actually stand a chance. Be like, oh wait a minute, what am I doing? I'm jumping on Caputo's shoulders now. Caputo is running across the court with me standing on his shoulders, but I'm still dribbling the ball because I guess that's how basketball works. I guess this is fair. 
He throws me over Shaq. Shaq tries to grab the ball, but I go flying over his head and boom. Slam dunk. Wait, so 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 Chris threw you physically? Yes. Like a torpedo. Like he torpedoed me toward the uh I like this. I I, I hunt, I'm behind this idea. I'll pay money for that. <laughs> we'll bullshit one on one, two on one, we'll bullshit two on one, which you kill yeah. <laughs> Oh, that'd be fun times. Well, speaking of the podcast world, and speaking of, uh, you know, we just talked about the people involved with some GNR recordings that have recently come up in the news again. Uh, Did you guys listen to the podcast by the guy, uh, Caputo, you found it and sent it to me. The the guy that... Uh, supposedly sold Rick Dunsford the storage lockers. It's interesting. It's interesting because yeah. you get like the perspective of so like this guy is like a, a known like he I guess does like the like the stuff you see like on Storage Wars. He does that kind of stuff where he just buys lockers and all that shit. Yeah. So he bought like this locker. He saw like it had um uh, gold records and like some platinum records in there too. Like the ones you see like in the plaque and like shit like that. Mm-hmm. So like he bought those. I think like. It was a Tom Zutat storage locker, obviously, and I think he was. He says in the like the podcast that like Zutat and like the record company bought some of those gold records and stuff back. Then he found this like the stack of CDs, and then like he was just trying to get rid of them, or not get rid of them, but like trying to sell them to, you know, like uh, someone who wouldn't leak this stuff or would just keep it for themselves, like private collectors, basically, that yeah. kind of thing. And then um, so he says he talks about like how like Rick initially offered him twenty G's for the stuff. Wow. So yeah. the way he yeah. puts it, the way he tells it, Rick is the one setting the prices. Yeah, so he said Rick uh, offered him 20 Gs, and then he started, Rick started lowering the price because he obviously like couldn't get enough money, I guess, for it. And then it went, yeah. he went down to like 15, and then like 13 or 12,000, which he ended up, I think, eventually getting them for like 12 Gs or whatever, all the CDs and everything. Wow. Yeah. But then, didn't he get more money than that from the backers? From his that, yeah, that doesn't go into depth too. But apparently, like, well, originally, actually, sorry, backtrack that. Um, so, uh, wait, where was I going with this? Fuck. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't really paint Rick in a good light. Which, Not I mean, of, course, of course, the fuck he doesn't. Rick I mean, Dumsford is what he refers to him. It's kind of funny, but he like but, emphasizes that. Yeah, well, yeah, lot. but but I mean, when you really think about it, though, I'm trying to be fair on both ends here. I mean, of course, he's not gonna come up and say, you know, yeah, I sold these things, all that stuff that Rick said he did. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, I, I guess it's a matter. Of, I wasn't there, so I don't know who to believe. But um, yeah. To me, in a way, some of the things he says, like when he talks about the Brazilian mafia, <laughs> I fucking uh, laughed at that. Yeah, wow. I don't think I, I don't I couldn't tell if he was kidding or if he just doesn't really know what's going on there. You know what I mean? Or Brazilian mafia. 
I was going to say, Team Brazil is a management company. Some people may see them as the Brazilian Mafia. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I never thought of that before. Um, I never thought that we even put that, the word Mafia associated <laughs> with them, you know? <laughs> yeah. Kind of crazy. I think that's a case of somebody, I don't know. But, I mean, he's not in our community. Like, like he doesn't follow everything like we do. And maybe that's why he's seeing things. You know, he's got a fresh way of looking at it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I highly so, doubt it, but, I mean. Yeah. And then just to summarize even more, like, he was going, um, so Rick was there with, you know, a certain someone else. And so, like, that person was already, if we know that was the leaked phone call. He, the, this yeah. guy even mentioned that, like, he's now apparently got, like, uh, people involved suing that person or whatever that shit. Um, but, yeah. yeah. And it was very fishy with, like, Rick and that guy there, too. Because then, like, this, the, the gentleman there said it was like, oh, like, after 24 hours, all this shit was leaked. And he's like, you know, I knew I shouldn't have trusted Rick with this stuff. Like, blah, blah, blah. He basically thinks, like, Rick leaked all this shit, which I highly doubt. Because I think it was the other guy who was with him there. Or yeah. someone else. Here, here, I'm curious about this. You've listened to it, right, Chris? Yeah. So, is there anything in the episode that can be harmful to or be used against anybody? Is it new information? Is it a, it's a new perspective, right? It's it's more of like yeah, it's a different perspective on it all, basically. So I like, does think... any of it paint like somebody worse or somebody better, or give like Guns N' Roses management new ammo? It could, because like if Junior management oh, is going after Rick now, then they hear yeah. this, and that's like, what that I was worried about. I'm like, oh, no, this very is negative dead. light. So yeah. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, so Rick's more fucked now. I think for this. <sighs> Move to Antarctica, Rick. I just don't. What are the, What are they really gonna do, though? Like, what can they do? I, I mean, talked about this with really? Brando. We 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 talked about it a little bit, like the whole Rick thing, a little bit on his show. And I'm just like, if you're gonna like get mad at somebody for doing this kind of thing, think about all the years that you know, past twenty years, people have listened to anything on Napster or I'm dating myself right now, like Kazaa. Or like, <laughs> you know, all those then. like, you know, all those like torrent sites and stuff like that. If you're gonna punish one person, punish everybody. Like, there's no point in like looking for a scapegoat. Yeah, you know, you really can't do that, especially when you're a band that, for the first time in 20 years, you're at like, you're one of the biggest rock bands on the planet again, and you're really gonna shit on your fans in a way where you're kind of gonna shake up your party just by yelling at somebody. Like, I never understood that. Like, it's nothing to you. You're, you have the second, third highest grossing tour of all time right now. You're performing with Snoop Dogg at the Super Bowl. Like, you don't need this. I don't get it myself. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. But it's a different perspective if you guys want to listen to it. Um, StorageDiaries.com. Yeah, I'll definitely it. check it out. Thanks for mentioning that, Chris. It, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting, like, 40-ish minutes of just... It's a different perspective. I mean, like, it's probably, like, what the other guy we... thinks happened, but yeah. Okay, here's where I stand on it. <clears throat> At this point, the story has changed, and there's been so many perspectives on it. And then, based on what I know about the people involved, I've kind of got in my head about what I think happened. So, I can't really keep up <clears throat> with this guy's side of the story, and then this other guy's side of the story, and then Rick's side of the story, and then Team Brazil's side of the story. 
It's all gotten way too damn complicated because then I make up shit in my head like everybody else does. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, yeah who do you trust? Who do you trust? <clears throat> yeah. Because you know? yeah. I know enough about, about Rick to kind of get a feeling for how I think this probably went. But how I think it probably went... Um, ain't really it's kind of a mixture of what everybody else is saying mixed together because there's probably an element of truth in everything and then you know you ask four different people you get four different answers because everybody's doing something they weren't supposed to be doing yeah yeah pretty much so I mean ain't nobody innocent in it but yeah I feel like with stuff like this it's like it's like the old saying there's like one side there's the other side and then in the middle there's the truth somewhere which we won't ever know because we weren't there but we can always Mm -hmm. speculate and make our own opinions you know but it's an opinion we have every right to it yeah yeah I think if it'd been if it'd been anybody else like if I didn't know Rick as well as I do Mm -hmm. then I think I would be a lot if I could look at it from a perspective where I don't know any of these people, I'd be more willing to joke about it and shit like that, like everybody else is doing. But, but I mean, I just, I can see why this guy is obviously pissed that mm-hmm. made the podcast. He's obviously pissed off about what's going on. And I, I, I don't blame him. Um, I, I, do I think he's lying? Well, no, not really. Uh, do I think everything... He's saying some of the things he's saying about Rick could be exaggerated. Well, sure, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like Rick is the one that's that, that's the least represented here. Like if he had more people, if he had more of a way to represent himself, like as in an accessible form. Yeah, because it's a shame because uh, he is only representing himself. Like he's actively gone, not actively, but like he's open to telling his side of the story. But I feel like he's such a small part of this whole machine of like who paid for this you stole these songs this so like he kind of gets buried in the mix of his truth does that make sense yeah i think probably uh i think we were talking to somebody i think we talked about this last week briefly uh tom zutat is who you got to blame oh absolutely he's the one that sold it right yeah, yeah. Well, he's the one who didn't pay his fucking store oh yeah, yeah. So, some, so this guy <laughs> bought it i guess <laughs> i mean shit <laughs> So, this shit had to be out there some other way. I think this was already out there. I think some of this, at least, was already out there. And I think that this was just a cover. I don't know. I have a feeling that this shit was going to get out, whether that storage locker had been sold or not. I think maybe it just... I think it just put it into enough hands that it couldn't stay secret anymore. Yeah. Pretty much, yeah. And, I mean, we we had people looking for it, though, too. When it started making the news and people started talking about it, people started looking for it. And when people start looking for it, it's kind of hard to secretly move shit, you know, mm-hmm. from place to place. In your message boards and your forums and stuff like that, when people know yeah, what they're especially in this for. world, especially in the Guns N' Roses like hardcore fan base, did, we're gonna follow the breadcrumbs, you know? Yeah, oh, yeah. and the internet in general. 
Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, I recommend going and listening to that and making your own opinion. Uh, I've made, I've stated my opinion on the story a hundred times on here. I, I mean, I'm definitely on Rick's side here. I don't see how he's completely, but how he could have done as much damage as they say he's done when Tom Zutat's the one that fucking owned the locker room in the first place. Tom Zutat owned it. This guy that made this podcast sold it to Rick in the first place. He made a decision to sell it to Rick. Mm-hmm. Now, he may have been, later went to regret that decision, but nonetheless, he decided to sell the shit to Dunsford. And now he's the one making a podcast all better about it. Yeah. Pretty yeah. much. <laughs> I mean. Yeah. Use your brain, dude. Yeah, man. It's just, it's very scathing. Like, he goes into, like, detail. He's like, oh, yeah, he bought it, the stuff from me for, like, 12000 Then he was trying to sell it to Team Brazil for, like, 15000 or something. I'm like, how the fuck did you get these numbers? Also, the way you're, the way you told me how the thing went, especially how the story went and how this guy told the story, I mean, not to put it at this extreme, but it's not like Rick had, like, a gun to this guy's head and said, sell me the storage locker. Like, yeah. you know, like, no. this guy, you're right, this guy, this guy made an adult decision. And now he's, like, throwing a temper tantrum trying to make us feel bad for him that he, that no one's listening to his side of the story when he's just a guy that had a storage locker. Like, I don't know. There's so many sides of this story. It's kind of wild. It's like a, you know. It's, it's like kind a of like so a template. Yeah. It feels like I'm looking at, like, a cork board with, like, 27 post-it notes going, like, all yeah, these other places. Yeah. And you're just, like, You ever furious. see that Always always Sunny in Philadelphia <laughs> meme? Where you yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, That's what like it is that. right now. Oh, damn. Fuck, this shit's more complicated than a murder mystery at this point. Seriously, <laughs> ten times more. They should make a board game out of this. Clue, the Junior Leaks edition. Oh, my God. Who hey, bought what in this state? <laughs> it was Tom Zudat with the wrench in the storage locker. <laughs> <laughs> with the, the, the array of CDs. Rick Dunsford with a thumb drive on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> he shall not be named. <laughs> Something uh, I fucking... So good. I want somebody... Can somebody... Anyone listening to this podcast, can somebody make like a Photoshop picture of Clue, but with all these people on it? <laughs> with Axel and Rick. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Tom, we should make Tom that Zutat happen. on the front. Dude, anyone in the War Room Discord... Please hook us up. We'll get yeah, you a shout out on this that, topic. <laughs> I wish we, had a, wish we had a digital version. Like, you know how you play D&D with people online and then we could all just Yeah, play. yeah. Oh, man, that'd be so good. Oh, my God. What? Clue. We'd call it Get a Clue. Perfect. <laughs> or Clueless. Clueless, there we go. And that's what everyone seems to be in this whole scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, man! We're gonna piss somebody off, and we ain't even do nothing. All we doing is <laughs> bullshitting about it. We are gonna make somebody mad. All we did was sit here and had our little and have opinions. Yeah, listen, watch the record label comes at us with like, a, "We're gonna sue you for every penny." I'm gonna be like, "Have fun." Yeah, <laughs> that's all sense. worth. I have a penny. <laughs> oh man, uh, you end up owing me money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man well you guys want to do the random bit of the day we'll yes do it. I am ready 
Let's do Yeehaw. it. Let me pull this up here. Crank this up here. Random bit of the day. I don't know why it's not loading. Why aren't you loading? Oh, technical errors. Please stand by. Hmm. Yeah, here we go. Oh, shit, I forgot to turn it. Oh, the random bit of the day is the random fact of the day, and I forgot to turn the goddamn volume up. So, rather than draw wheel. again... Here, let's <laughs> use the wheel. Let's use the wheel effect. Oh, we'll pretend that we don't know what it is. <laughs> All right, roll, please. Okay. Random fact of the day. Wait, she would go. Random fact of the day. Okay, so the random fact of the day. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Yes. Here, a random fact. The past tense of dare is durst. That's bullshit. <laughs> what? That's all we got. That's no. That's not like true, is it? E D. D A R E. The past tense is D U R S T. Let's look it up. The fuck, Fred Durst is a verb. Yeah. Wait. I was just thinking that. Did he? Is he that clever? Did he do that on purpose? I doubt it. He didn't do it off of the nookie. He did it off of the Durst. <laughs> he Durst to do it. 20 years. 20 year mystery. We found out. <laughs> no, what you would say is he Durst do it for the nookie. He Durst did it for the Durst. Holy crap. <laughs> for the Durst did it all. <laughs> Durst did it all. <laughs> yeah. If you look up the word Durst in uh, the dictionary, the actual definition is the archaic or regional past tense of dare. What? Archaic? When what? 11 AD? Uh, yeah. Like, did Jesus say it? Probably. Was it in the Bible? He was like, Judas, you durst yeah. come up here and kiss me on the cheek and you durst sell me out to these Roman assholes. And then Judas yeah, said out to him, I durst do that because I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm totally a dick and I'm sorry. I don't know what he said. <laughs> It was all in the Old Testament. We just never saw it. I think we can all agree, though, that Judas was dick. I mean, can we, yeah, can I we mean, at least agree, agree oh, yeah. on that? Yeah. I, there's, there's never a good painted picture of Judas. He's a he's not a good person. Yeah, okay, so we'll fuck him. So. Yeah. yeah. I do remember, I remember a movie where they turned Judas into what became, he became Dracula. And that's what Dracula's origins were. <laughs> what the fuck? How low budget was this movie? No, it wasn't. I don't think it was low budget. It was that. Do you remember the movie Dracula 2000? Was that? Is that what that's about? Yeah, it was Gerard Butler. I think it was the first movie I ever saw him in. And he was Dracula. And you find out he was Judas. And he got cursed after doing it to live forever. And he became Dracula. No, I'm looking well, this up right now. I swear, I swear to Judas. That is true. <laughs> That's weird, man. Wow. That's what the world fell in love with, Gerard Butler. I was going to say, you know the movie So 2000 when it has 2000 in the <laughs> 2000 title? in the name, yep. Yeah, wasn't there a Godzilla 2000? There was, and that movie's banging. You should see it. I'm not even kidding. Was that the last I binge-watched the... all the Godzilla movies last year. 
was to Godzilla 2000 the last of the Japanese dubbed uh, style of Godzilla movie? I think I think that was the last one that like was a wide release in American theaters because I remember seeing that in theaters, and I think there was a bunch in the ten years before the the recent reboot, and then that. And I think they all none of them really came out here. How many have they had uh, in Japan since two thousand? Uh, are we talking like three or four? No, I'm pretty sure there's more. Because oh, when shit. I was just a real quick, there was that one that came out like last year or two years ago or last year. It was Godzilla King of the Monsters, and I had never got around to seeing it, so I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna binge all the Godzilla movies." I thought there were way less than I thought there were, and I was like, "Screw this! I can't do this." So I took like two every decade so i watched two from the 50s i watched two from the 60s because there's way too many and between 2000 and probably 2012 they were just there's probably 10 of them i'm not even kidding damn oh yeah dude, I wasn't yeah i was I, I was not expecting that at all and i'm like there's no way i could fucking do this dude do they have do they have okay so okay i've never what do they have an ongoing storyline between each one of them here's, here's the weird thing too every 10 years there are so like there was there was one that came out in 85 and then from 85 whatever movies came out from 85 to like 94 or something there was like three or four movies but they were connected and then they stopped and then a few years later they made like three more and those were connected and stopped so every few every five movies five or six movies it's like new continuity hmm. So that, like, is fucking weird to begin with because in one of them he dies, and obviously, in, like, a year later, they made a new one. They're like, oh, he didn't die. This is new. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah. all right, whatever. Yeah. Godzilla, you can't really do anything. I mean, yeah, it's crazy what that franchise Dude, this year, uh, is Godzilla versus King Kong, I think, this year. Yeah. The way I see it, Godzilla is like Axel. He shows up every <laughs> 10 years, and he's the king. he's the king whenever he shows up. Yeah, well, at least he shows up in public, unlike Axel. Oh, you think Godzilla shows up more than Axel? Wow. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there's a period, like, dude, Godzilla's been consistent since 1954. I mean, you can't get any better than that. I don't know. Could Axel reach the the roar of a giant dinosaur or whatever the fuck Godzilla is? That's another thing for your your audience, guys. For someone to compare Axel's voice to Godzilla's voice. I bet I know what photo they're going to use when they Photoshop him rampaging through the city. Which one? Yellow jacket? Know. No. no oh, the one that everyone with the red bandana? Oh, yeah. no. You know the one. like angry face. I should have never said anything. <laughs> <laughs> I regret it immediately. Cut this part out. Oh, no, this is staying in. Oh, no. <laughs> Axel, I'm sorry if you heard me. <laughs> oh, man. I hate that photo, and that photo has haunted us. Yeah, it makes so us really look time. bad. It makes us as fans look bad, too. It yeah, really it, does. It, it, <laughs> but it's just so it unfortunate. <laughs> like, it's it's just so bad. It's unfortunately but... timed photograph. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was so bad at one point. Like, Axel himself was like, remove all this shit from the internet. <laughs> yeah. Because he wasn't really that fat. It's just how he looks in that photo. Yeah, the... I remember that concert, and yeah, he wasn't. And it's just the, that position he was in, and the face he made, and the wind blowing, and the temperature, and the sweat, and everything. It is terrible. 
Yeah, people will criticize like fucking anything about Axel. People are like are criticizing from fucking Rock and Rio 2001. They're like, oh, he was fat then. I'm like, bro, he was pretty decent shape then. Like, what yeah, the he was. Yeah, so bro, yeah, I think about yeah. that too. Oh, what? You saw like a love handle? I'm like, bro, that's fucking common. That's yeah. Normal. Oh, guys. Because he's not a stick. He's not a stick like he was in '87. So they're not okay with that. Well, he's healthy. Yeah, he's now, not doing too, cocaine yeah. anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He's not fucking. Yeah. Well, guys, yeah. are you might ready to uh, to check out messages by Velvet Revolver. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. Well, uh, we'll be right back. We'll check out messages by VR. Really like music in this song. Really mellow to start out here. Yeah. Yeah, with the is that like wah on there? I think it's just like a wah wah. It's gonna be one of those uh, one of those dramatic songs. Yeah. Is this Scott Weiland or the other guy? Uh, still Weiland. Scott. Yeah, still Weiland. Okay. It was always Weiland with VR. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Who'd you think it was? I think I you're, yeah, it was I think another you're, guy. No, you're thinking of Art of Anarchy, I think. Hmm. To start off with Scott <laughs> Weiland, that band, and then they went with the, the, the dude from Creed. Oh, Scott St- Yeah, two Scots. <laughs> no, in Vival Scott. <clears throat> Revolver, Scott Weiland's on both records? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not thinking of Art of Anarchy. Maybe I'm thinking of Slash the Snake Pit. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the one yeah. with two different singers. Rod Jackson and someone else. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I... I'm sorry, I'm listening. No, I was just going to say, I, I feel like Scott Weiland does uh, ballads really well with Velvet Revolver. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, Fall to uh, Pieces. Oh, yeah, I forgot about Fall to Pieces. That's that fucking is a really good song. song. I mean, so yeah. far, this seems like it's going to have potential. Okay, so you can kind of tell the era that we're in now. I would say this is definitely grunge-inspired, like it's got some of that in it. Yeah, it's got like a little country in it, too, a little bit, but not too much. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, I'm hearing that. Yeah. I'm also hearing like uh, like uh, Bush, like that kind, of, that kind of era of things. Yeah, it's a good flow. I think the music, like, really good uh, rhythm. I guess I'm not really good with the describing music, but I yeah, think it's I mean, a really good rhythm, really good back backbone of the song. 
I do agree with you. Yep. Okay, that was a nice little, the kind of bluesy thing that Slash likes to do. Yeah, this is like an untapped gem. I, I told you guys uh, earlier off the, before we started that I never heard this song before, you know, we were going to do the show and I listened to it a couple of times and this is like way better than anything I've heard off of Libertad. Like yeah. why this was a bonus track, I have no fucking clue. Uh, I, I'm digging this so far. Yeah, this is good. She's a good yeah. shit. kind of got a little chili peppers feel to it yeah I yeah that. a little bit it's like under the bridge almost a little bit yeah yeah I know we're supposed to be talking through this, but I mean, I'm enjoying listening to it. So I'm so I'm so into it. This is like the fifth time I've listened to it today, and I'm loving it. Yeah. There it is. Another smooth transition. Yeah. <laughs> Never, it never stops and nothing ever stalls the song never, nothing ever doesn't fit in this song like everything transitions yeah. really fucking smooth yeah, that's what I'm a, really surprised about that's a nice change of pace too to what we've been hearing lately yeah mm-hmm. Got about 10 15 seconds left. All right, there it was Messages by Velvet Revolver. I really didn't Good have anything fucking to say, song, man. I, I agree. I got, I got swooped up in it. That's, that's a good word, swooped up in it. It literally <laughs> does like sweep you off your feet. It literally. 
I am so I, I'm gonna go off on a little rant. I'm so fucking mad that I had to sit on Libertad for so long because I really <laughs> dislike that album and I did not know this bonus track was like right out there in the open and never heard it. And it just makes me so mad that like ninety five percent of Libertad I dislike and I had to like go through those songs just to get to this like how many years <laughs> later? When did Libertad come out? Like thirteen years ago? Two thousand and eight? No, 2007? Yeah, this like fucking makes me mad that this good-ass song is just sitting out there, <laughs> available and ready, and it was only on, you said iTunes, I believe? Yeah, it was when the album dropped, it was an uh, iTunes exclusive bonus track. So like, you Fuck can't you find this on Spotify or, <laughs> like, or, or yeah, any other break. streaming service. This song literally deserves to be out there for everybody. It's a fucking beautiful-ass song. I, I don't disagree. Uh, I believe it, and I think that is it, it is out there on YouTube. That's where we just listen to it. But yeah, yeah, I I'm glad. But see, that's why we do this. That's part of the fun of doing this of doing this podcast and going through everything. Is if we go through everything, we discover shit. You know, sometimes some of the stuff we've never heard turns out to be awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm cool. so glad that that's what happened today because that was a refreshing change of pace after the last couple yeah. of weeks. Yeah, I always appreciate Scott Weiland's lyrics too. Like even, whatever's going through his head, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Like sometimes it's too out there. But this one, like the story he was telling in those lyrics with that music, it just was working. It was just it just was hitting all the right notes. What do you give it out of five? Uh, I give it. Five Axel Cornroad out of five. <laughs> Interesting. This was around the time of 06 Axel, so Yeah, this didn't he make true. yeah, didn't he make fun of Axel for the cornrows? I mean who wouldn't at the time? <laughs> That's right. like, yeah. You can make Axel fun of the look. Has made like, fun of Axel for having the cornrows. Yeah, yeah. I'd say Axel sounded probably the best ever in like 06. Oh, seven, hands so. fucking down. Oh, 06 oh, yeah. Axel was king. That was Godzilla Axel. That, yeah. Uh, if you want an example, just look grade. up uh, yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you were going. Yeah. I was going to say, just look up Rock and Ring from 06 in Germany. Oh, yeah. Greatest, oh, yes. greatest shows of the China era. That, that yeah. show is insane. Or, yeah, just listen to me here. Welcome to Jungle. The first minute, you just, you're like, did I just well, fucking hear greatness? Everybody's used to playing together now. It's not like uh, the Rock and Rio show that we got in like 2000 and what, 2001, 2002, where yeah. uh, it was still kind of fresh and it was still kind of new. By this point, everybody that's playing on there has played together hundreds and hundreds of times. So mm-hmm. they've really polished up what that Guns N' Roses was going to be. And it had become what it was going to be by that point. You were able to see it at its peak before you know everybody started going away again mm. yeah that's a good example the rock what was it rock am ring right yeah it was in uh, rock am ring in germany 2006 my prime example if anyone wants to know prime 2006 is they played uh some amphitheater at the end of 2006 in la it's like an la amphitheater or something they were small shows was it the universal something was it the download festival no it was oh, like we're talking about k-rock no, no, K Rock was good, but it was towards the end of 2006, and it was like somewhere in LA. It was like inside a stadium, inside like a smaller venue. But he does like a killer ass IRS. It was one of the first times they did down, down on the Farm again, or maybe the first time in like a long time they do Down on the Farm. Holy shit. There's like that. shitty there's shitty quality out there, but he sounds like a maniac. Yeah. 
And the band is on fire, too. Man, it'd be great to get a hold of some of those recordings. That would yeah. be nice. There's, some of them are still, oh, well, not monitor ones, but you could find, like, other ones out there. Probably not the best quality, but... Yeah, but then people take them and tweak them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what, do you, what, did your, uh, what are your grades on this? Um, you want to uh, go ahead, Dustin? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a solid... Uh, it's going to get a four and a half. Oh, okay. I'm going to give it a four. Actually, I'm going to give it a four because I would have to listen to it a couple more times to see if it is uh, worthy, if it can remain worthy of staying inside the main playlist. But I'll definitely be adding this to the shit I listen to nice. on a daily basis. Uh, so I'll give it a four. Uh, it's not like you said it's taken this long for me to really discover it how good can it be if it's taken this long for me to find it <laughs> yeah so i can't give it a five like i would Fair like enough. jungle for example but uh it is up there and it does deserve uh i i, I do see me listening to this one again i like whatever the the river song is good as, as okay as it was last week i won't be listening to that again uh, <laughs> the the episode that just aired at the time that we're recording this difference by Izzy Stradlin I, I won't re- and then the King of the World by Duff McKagan I thought sucked too so I probably won't be listening to those. sorry Duff sorry Izzy if you're listening <clears throat> but this song I will definitely be listening to again mm-hmm. what about you Caputo uh, now that I actually I lied. It actually is on Spotify. I just found it like two minutes ago. Oh, wow. Oh, so okay. awesome it is. You just got to do like a deep search for it, but it ah, is there. Nice. So I, I looked it on Google and I was like, oh, shit, the bonus out, the bonus version, the bonus track version is on uh, iTunes. Yeah, I'm excited now. It's on Spotify. So, yes. Now with that saying, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a solid four. Cause it's like a low-key like gem from like a mediocre album. And like, I didn't even know about this until like it came up on the, the lottery here. And I'm glad. It's a very good song. So definitely adding this to my playlist. Heard of it. I'd never heard it, nice. but I'd heard of it. Mm-hmm. Well, dudes, uh, y'all want to spin this here wheel? <clears throat> spin it. Yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's spin this here wheel and uh, see what we're gonna what we're gonna wind up wind up listening to <laughs> next week. And it will makes the spinny sound. <laughs> Maybe one day we'll update that and do something different. I don't know. Who's to blame by Duff McKagan? Ah, oh, shit. Oh, well. Uh, see what you Duff, did? Duff McKagan. McKagan. See what you did? He made fun of his song and now he's back. <laughs> he's like, okay, motherfucker, I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you this time, dude. I was going to say, as long as it's not loaded, I think you're we'll gonna be pay. okay. <laughs> you're going to pay for insulting my song because I'm the king of the world. Yeah, he knew it. World. He controls your phone. <laughs> we're all fucked, then. Yeah, we're dead. <sighs> oh, well. Well, <laughs> who's to blame? <laughs> I guess we'll find out next week. Join us in our agony next week. That's good. I think, uh, isn't our guest next week going to be Tom Zutod? Who's to Blame by Duff McKagan. It's going to be great to listen to to this with Tom. 
Uh, why don't we bring in the whole gang? Let's bring in old uh, Texas Ranger and let's bring in old uh, Rick Dunster. We'll just have a big <laughs> party next week and listen to this. A big powwow. For no, not for no reason. We're just here to gather the civilized people and listen to this song for no related reason. I was going to say, this is going to be the biggest ensemble cast since Avengers Endgame. So. Oh my god, biggest <laughs> crossover ever. Yeah, Literally. <laughs> Take that, Ozzy and Post Malone. <laughs> oh man. Wouldn't it be some shit if they all responded to us and was like, fuck all we heard, We heard what you said, we'll show up. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll figure, we'll make it work. <laughs> That's all we got to say. We ain't in a position to where we can say no. I mean, I haven't heard this song yet. This song probably sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. We'll find out. Because it's not by Loaded, granted. It's just him. Yeah, it's just Duff. So Good old Duff. Now, we haven't had that yet, though. We've had Izzy by himself. Oh yeah, we've had uh, we've had a lo- one loaded song. We've never had Duff McKagan just all by himself. So it's another. Wait, was this week. is this song off of? Well, what song? What album is this song off of? Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's wrap things up here, and we'll find out in the bonus show or in the in all June right. extra. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Tune in. All right, guys. So, yeah, tune in to GN Extra. We're gonna keep hanging out with Dan. We'll. Uh, and uh, what was it we were going to do? Caputo, tell him. Reveal some hilarious, funny, maybe embarrassing text messages. You know, <laughs> keep in line with the messages theme here. Yeah, messages. That's right. So that link and uh, all of that good shit is available over at gunsandradio.com, exclusively over there. So go check us out. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll see you in a little bit. Uh, you, ready to go? you guys ready to go home for the week? I am good. Yes. All right. Good night, folks. Good night. Peace. At American University, we don't just hope for change, we create it. We don't just dream of a better world, we make it a reality. With a graduate degree from AU, you'll access expert faculty and connections throughout D.C. to develop skills and experience to turn your passion into purpose. And that purpose can make all the difference in your career. Discover the difference a degree makes at American.edu slash gradschool.